but it can buy me a boat. There's a place where the boat is from. Listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising again thank you guys for joining this is a very very strange time for me to be recording an episode it's saturday afternoon i wanted to give you guys a bonus booked we had the pleasure of having a conversation with carlos a listener and a frequent cruiser very very knowledgeable guy about the industry too carlos helps me out all the time with tons of information, uh, links and stuff like that that he's sending me that I do often use for news and stuff like that and kind of bring the information, you know, that's late-breaking. He, he, he's good at that, like I tell you. This is not necessarily a late-breaking news show, but I'm not rushing to scoop anybody. We already know that as well, but at the same time, he does bring me the information fast, and I kind of digest it when we get a chance. We read it over the air, and he has contributed to the show a lot. And no bigger form than where he's about to right now in that he is going to uh, do an interview. Now, the interview was a little, I guess, you know, all over the place. We didn't talk. We didn't pre-interview. We didn't plan it. I just knew that Carlos knows the game in and out. And he was on the Vista, and there'd be plenty to talk about. So we kind of went off the cuff. Bear with us for that. Uh, And that's pretty much it. And sit back and listen to a review. And you guys know I've been talking lately a lot about the Vista, a lot about the escape. I'm bringing you into my crazy world. By the way, I would love for you guys to get at me. Tommy at Always Be Booked. Anybody who's been on the escape and the Vista both. Or if you've been on either one of those ships and you have a strong opinion one way or the other and you want to let me know, listen, stay away from the Vista for this reason. Stay away from Escape for that reason. Or, I don't know about the Escape, but you got to get on the Vista because of this. Or, same thing with the Escape as well. Uh, just let me know. But, without further ado, let's get into the interview and let's talk to Carlos, who's going to recap with us his eight-night sailing on Carnival Vista to the Southern Caribbean. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine-on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat is from. It takes away. We are back, and I wanted to introduce uh, Carlos. Carlos, we met on social media, and so and uh, he's been very, very helpful with a lot of contributions. And he's always kind of sending me some links and stuff, and I really, really appreciate that. And uh, he was recently aboard the Carnival Vista, and you guys know, as far as uh, what we've been talking about, a hot topic for the show lately has been which cruise line or which cruise should I take, the Vista or the Escape, and you know, just. 
celebrating these new mega ships and Carnival's latest version. Carlos had a bird's eye view on his last sailing when he went on there, and he's got some good information for us. Carlos, how you doing? Not bad yourself. Pretty good, thanks. Um, okay, so yeah, let's get into it a little bit. So when you uh, when did you book the Vista? How far out? Booked it last year in around November. Okay, so and you pretty much, I mean, I could ask you why you booked it, but it's pretty much because it was the newest, hottest ship from Carnival. A lot of publicity about it, it had been their first kind of new build in a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and we generally, and we generally like to cruise on Carnival too. So you're a regular Carnival guy. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I guess in general, when you go to the, where do you first like to go? As soon as you get on the ship, do you have like a routine that you like to do? Like where do you go first when you're cruising? Well, you get onto the atrium and then like to go up to the top deck, check everything out. Yeah. Um, scenery. Exactly. Grab a couple drinks. Definitely, definitely. For me, it's like I'm still feeling a little like I'm on the ship. It's until my I have this thing, but until my bags are unpacked and until the muster drill is complete, I really don't feel like the cruise has started. But yeah, you get a couple of drinks before and you know get the party started early. So, what did you think overall of the? Let's just start like maybe I guess Lido deck. What did you think Lido deck wise uh, as compared to most of other Carnival or any other ship you've you've sailed on? What did you think of the Lido deck? Um, it's pretty much almost the same as their other ones, like the Breeze. Uh, okay. I've been on the, I've been on that as well. Obviously, the Vista is bigger, mm-hmm. and our cabin was on the Lido deck as well. Okay, that's a good, that's a good point. What other sh- uh, Carnival ships have you sailed? Just the Breeze or any others? The Breeze and Splendor. Okay, Splendor. All right, yeah. So Splendor, you probably heard. One of my favorites. Uh, spent a lot of time in New York on the Splendor. Really, really enjoy it. It's a very simple ship. No 2.0 stuff. And you actually, Carlos was actually the one who kind of uh, alerted me to the fact that, interestingly enough, the Splendor was built for Costa, shipped over to Carnival, and will soon end up being a P&O cruise ship. And it's uh, at least a year and a half down the road from now. But still, I, I really i am going to be sad. Uh, to see the Splendor leave that fleet. But moving back to um, the Vista. So Lido Deck is pretty much basically set up the way most Carnival Lido Decks are set up. It did probably did have a little bit more of a spacious feel. Now, uh, a few new additions that were on the Splendor that I guess you can consider them 2.0. You consider them like completely from scratch. Tell me, did you did you get a chance to do the uh, Pig and Anchor Barbecue? Yes. What did you think of that? Awesome. It was good, huh? The best barbecue at sea. Seriously, uh, I I gotta tell you, I I am a big fan of barbecue, and Guy Fieri, you know, does a good job with Guy's Burgers. I heard him in an interview once talking about how uh, they approached him for that. He was kind of skeptical at first, but then he put it out there and ended up doing it. So you really enjoyed that. How about the seafood shack? Never tried it. You didn't um, try it. Looked okay though. Yeah. It kind of looked like a cool little feel because it actually looked like it emulated like a you know a land-based fish store or something like that with all the uh, shellfish on ice and stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's annoying though. I don't know. I, I I don't mind paying, and I get the fact that you are you know the more bells and whistles they add to cruise ships, a lot of people complain about it. I don't have a problem with the with the I guess the cover charges. I don't know the a la carte stuff seems to bother me. What do you think about that? Um, they weren't too bad. We we did two a la carte. Uh-huh. Uh, we did Gigi's Asian Kitchen and Captain Pacino, uh, Del Capitano, or the Italian restaurant. Right. 
and they didn't bang you over the head pretty much with the pricing? No, I think they were pretty much it, it's good value for what you got. Okay, yeah, I didn't see the menu and stuff. So it's pretty, they're not basically charging you prices that you'd pay in like a, a, a real Italian restaurant and land? No, no, it's a lot cheaper for what you're getting. Okay, so at least they're doing that. They're, they're doing a la carte, but they're actually factoring to the fact that you paid for a cruise and, you know, they're going to not necessarily crush you pricing-wise. Uh, right. Okay, so one thing that I repeat at nauseum uh, on my show is my favorite part of a carnival ship, and that is the back of the ship where there is a pool and there is a good view and there's an unobstructed view of the horizon, the sunset, and everything like that. On this particular ship, correct me if I'm wrong, there's pretty much two. You have the basic one that's on the back of the ship with the pool and where the uh, – uh, that's where the pig and anchor is, right? It's on – it's aft? No, it's on deck five on, oh, outside it's on the deck promenade. Five. Okay. So you know on the Splendor where they have the uh, Indian – the Tandoor and they have the deli. What What is there? Or do the they, have, they have restaurants back there at all now? The crab uh, – the seafood place. Okay, the seafood and, place. Uh, the pizza restaurant, the pizza place. Okay, I got you. So, and that's pizza twenty. Capitano. That's twenty four seven, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So they have that, and then they have uh, a new. I guess you might want to call it an innovation from Carnival, and a few decks down, I'm guessing, is Havana Cabana. You know, the the actually the Havana restaurant aft section of the ship that's actually only available to Havana Cabana members up until I think like five o'clock at this point. I think it's seven, from what I. Okay. From what I know, I didn't spend too much time there. Like I went down there on my by myself and checked it out, but I didn't spend much time there. Okay. Okay. So it's connected to the restaurant, though, right? No, it has its own separate entrance. Okay, I got you. But it seemed cool. It seemed like there was like almost like a like almost an infinity looking pool. It seemed yes. like a cool little vibe. But it said they originally looking to do it at five o'clock where they would open it up to the public. And I did hear that they were changing it to seven o'clock. It seems like from what you're saying, they've already gone forward with that, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of music going on there at nighttime. It, it seems like a pretty hip spot because it's packed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I always wondered that too. Like if you have your uh, Havana Cabana and you're, you know, at peace, hanging out, feeling like you paid for this extra kind of thing, Carnival's offering this new innovation. Life is good up until like 6.45 and is there like a line of people that are ready to charge it and then, okay, day's over for you. That must be yeah, a little I, bit of an awkward situation. I, I would think it's like a waste, not a waste of money, but I don't know. You're paying extra for that and you're not don't have a privacy after seven o'clock. Overall, what did you think though? Did you was the experience good on the Vista, or what did you think? Um, yeah. Um, Sounds like you the, had a few issues with it. No, no. I didn't have personal issues with it, but from the stuff I've read online, from what people complain about, it's there. You can see it. Okay. But, um, what were some from, of those things? It's just the layout on some stuff. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main atrium. There's a lot of empty space there. There's a few shops. You can see, you can tell there's a lack of shopping now. Okay. A lot less stores and just a lot of dead space that they have on the deck four and five, I believe, where the shops are. Right, where all the shops and the most of the inside entertainment is, right? So it seems like there's a lot of wasted space. Yes. Um, you can tell that there's less staff on the ship. Really? So you are, you are waiting, but it's not that bad. Okay. 
So it's basically what it is is like you, you know, you're probably like me. You're going on a cruise. You're gonna, you're not gonna start nitpicking and kind of like you know no. turning your vacation into somewhere. But at the same time, you know, if you're taking a use it, you know, taking your things from a from a critical point of view, you do notice when you know something's a little bit lacking. Not like you know, it's the difference between talking about it after your cruise and kind of being analytical about it versus actually letting it affect your vacation, which you probably don't do, right? No, no, you just go with an open mind and. You're on vacation, so you got nowhere to go, really. So, yeah, you got lots of time in your hands. Let's go back up to the uh, Lido deck for a second. So, a couple of the other things that they tried to go to another level with, I guess the the what would you call it the um, the ropes course and the water slides. Uh, did you do any of those or no? Uh, I didn't do the ropes course, but I did do the water slides. The collider okay. slide, was it? I did the collider slide. Was that cool? Oh yeah. Nice. Um, you, you ride down on a raft, one or two people, uh-huh. um, water tube, and it's a it's pretty neat with the light, the different lights that are in there. Yeah, that's the one of them. And then there's another one too, but the collider slide is the main one. Yes. Okay. So there's then another they have one. Have twisted twister or something like that. Yes, and that that's more intense or less intense? Very intense. Okay, so that's more of like the thrill ride. Yes. Gotcha. All right. And then uh, what the – probably the most innovative thing that they introduced to the Vista that uh, I guess you – you know, again, you know, Royal Caribbean is the one that kind of just tries to throw the wow at you. And like if you can think of it, they try to put it on a ship. Carnival dove into that a little bit in the form of them uh, creating something called the Skyride where they just kind of create this contraption that elevates above the top deck and you're able to pedal your way around suspended – in midair towards the, uh, I guess would say the back part of the ship, and kind of yes. like uh, a swing around. Did you get a chance to experience the sky ride? I did not. It was busy a lot of times, but I wanted to, but uh, never got around to it. It sounds like that. You have to really kind of get up a little bit early, or really, what the people were saying was that maybe the as soon as you get on the ship, that's the time to do it while everybody's getting their bearings together. But I could see that too. You know, you don't want to stand in line and just be waiting around for 45 minutes, hour and a half to, to, to try something that might or might not, might not be cool. But did you get any feedback on it? Was there any people saying that they liked it? or? Um, yeah, it seemed, it seemed that a lot of people liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's different. Gotcha. No, it's definitely different. It's definitely something that... Uh, you know, you, you you don't particularly see. What else, Um, I guess, let's just talk from, uh, separate this from, like, you know, the, the Breeze or the Splendor, which are great ships. I love those ships, but, you know, they're pretty much pretty uh, standard carnival ships. Anything else on the Vista that separates the Vista from other cruises? It's, it's a bigger ship, so there's a lot more room in there. Right, um, so the space and the size. Uh, with the different dining options as well, mm-hmm. uh, and bars, different yeah. bars laid out everywhere in the ship. Uh, a lot of music. There's music on, around every corner that you go. You know, I'll tell you, I I heard that, and I have to say that, you know, comparing Norwegian and Royal Caribbean to Carnival, and I love Carnival, but I I definitely noticed that on previous sailings that they seem to be a little skimpy with the live music. There was be on Norwegian even this even the lower lower ships the gem there'd be a a reggae band there'd be a top forty band there would be a piano guy there would be a uh, guitar guy there'd be there's just everywhere throughout there'd be a DJ there'd be roving music throughout the ship and I couldn't help but notice on Carnival you kind of had to really look and and there, there was a very specific place that 
the band would be or maybe the guitar guy would be. And it was much, much harder to find. I heard on the Vista that Carnival committed to making sure there was more live music around the ship. So you're saying that's true? Um, it, it is true. Like uh, in the atrium, there's on our uh, itinerary, there was viol- uh, violinists. They played every night, uh, which was different. That's different, uh, definitely. That seemed, that seemed to be a pretty big hit with a lot of people at night just standing around uh, watching and listening. Was it like a contemporary violinist, or was it like more like uh, cl- classic standards? Um, both. Okay. Um, and they're they were from Spain, from what I understand. Uh, nice. Just a trio, uh, and then they do solo acts as well on different nights. Uh-huh. Um, there will always be a live band down in the Ocean Plaza. Okay. And on the Lido deck, um, that's where Carnival, I think, is different. Because they just have a DJ out there. Yeah. And on Royal Caribbean and um, Norwegian, they have live bands out there playing during the day. Exactly. No, totally agree. And you know what? I don't necessarily... On the Lido deck, if you want to put a DJ out there, that's fine. But sometimes the DJ even seems a little disinterested. They're out there in the hot sun. It seems like they're 50-50 on whether they even want to be there or not. It would be different if you had like a very... You know, energetic DJ who could also MC, who was getting the crowd going too. But they didn't even. Sometimes they don't even have that. But again, either way, it sounds like they kind of fixed the glitch, for lack of better terms, as far as that with Vista. Another question I had: How was the food in general? As far as, did you did you eat in the main dining room? Yes. And and what'd you think? Um, it was like any other carnival cruise we've been on. Okay. Um, no different. Uh, excellent. Excellent service. Yeah. Um, the only thing that you will see that's a lot different on the Vista is the entertainment that they do. Okay. Um, usually they do something at nighttime. Uh, it's a lot less. I think it's because they have less people that work on the ship now. You mean you're talking about in the main dining room entertainment? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of disappointed when they went over to that American table setup. I don't know. And then again, I'm not <laughs> trying to make this about a bashing of Carnival, but this is what we do on the show, guys. We analyze, we talk about the good and the bad. But I was always like, I feel like ever since the American table hit, the selection is a little bit lighter. The portions are a little bit lighter. I mean, the food is still good. You know, it's not, I don't necessarily have an issue with the quality per se, but I don't know. I just feel like. I remember pre-American table, there would be a little bit more of a variety. You'd always have the standards that were there every night. You'd have the just for tonight, this is what's offered. And then you'd have the did you ever, which is kind of like maybe some sort of like a a little bit maybe more of like an eclectic uh, taste or choice of of food. Do you remember those days or no? Yeah. uh, On the Splendor last year, that's, that's the menu that they had. They didn't have the American table menu. Yeah. And it was, I, I think the food was better. In a way, it just seems better. the American table. It just seems like it sounds it's like boring. you're just kind of given a given a name to just being able to kind of cut costs and make it simple for yourself or whatever. But that's that's my opinion on it. So, how about the um the the shows, the entertainment in the uh, main theater? Did you do any of those? Yes, the main theater. That's the biggest complaint. Uh, I'm sure you've heard or have read online. The liquid lounge at it was poorly designed. Oh, it's ter- I mean, I have no idea. I understand why they did it on the Sunshine because they were doing a, I guess it was a rebuild. So they, I get, you know what, you can't make everything perfect and you have to. But to design a brand new ship to have the nightclub and the main theater 
be the same thing, to me, doesn't work. But you had first-hand experience, if you could tell us a little bit about that. Um, the shows at nighttime, they were they were great. If you want good seating, you'd have to go really early and wait in line um, to get really good seats, or you'd be stuck with poor sight lines or behind big poles that they have in the in the theater and big glass uh, partitions as well. Right. The top deck. Yeah, it's just, I mean, what they did is they tried to combine two venues into one, and what they did was screw both of them up. To me, I haven't seen it on Vista, but I do know what they did on the uh, on, on Sunshine. And it just seems like, I don't know, like, one one of my favorite things about Carnival was always their, was their theater. I love how you have that exp- extensive leg room, and you have that place to put your drink or whatever you have on, on in front of you, and you felt really comfortable, the rose... Now it's just like, you know, those seats are movable too, right? They could, you could move them around. It's almost like uh, it took away a lot of like the how impressive the main dining – I'm sorry, the main theater is on either, like you said, the uh, the Splendor or the other ships. Yes. Like on the first uh, – like on I believe it's deck four, uh, yeah. the lower level of the, the theater, uh-huh. uh, all the seats are – well, the ones in the front are removable, and that's where they move them for Quest – they do quest in there. Okay. One night and for the nightclub. Yeah. And they just pile all the chairs up to the sides. And it's just. It's uh, it, it's kind of awkward, especially for for a new ship like that. But hey, listen. By the you know, at the end of the day, again, we're not trying to get into a carnival uh, vista bashing thing. But again, but let me let me ask about another innovation that they brought to the table uh, on this particular ship. Did you walk by or even get a chance to go into the uh, the the movie theater? Uh, I went up there to go look at it. It looks looks like a regular movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a land based movie theater. Yeah, um, I noticed that in some videos. It almost like you know, it's almost like you're at a movie theater with the popcorn and the attendance right there, and you know, you're getting your ticket and everything, right? Yes. Now it it did look a little small though to me. It looked like what's the capacity? Do you know? Not off by hand. I, I don't know. It, I know it is small, and it it sells out. From what I yeah. heard, it sells out every night. Yeah, that was a little strange to me too. <laughs> it seemed like it. I don't know from the. I don't know if somebody has a number out there. Let me know, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you know how many people it holds, but it looked like it held like I don't know thirty people, and you got a ship for you know thirty thirty nine hundred thirty eight hundred people on the ship, and you got the, one of the coolest things that you're kind of shouting for the rooftops. This crazy innovation. And it looks like it holds under 50 people, but who knows? Maybe if they just have it going all day, maybe this, the distribution's okay. Again, let me know if anybody has had experience on the uh, Carnival Vista regarding the movie theater. Let me know. What else would you say would be a standout, memorable part of your sailing? The cruise director, for sure. He he, he, he makes the cruise. Um, yeah. It's Matt Mitchum. Okay. No, so he was on the I, – I had him on the breeze, and he was great. I, uh, I did hear about that, and I actually I heard so many people talking about him that I actually uh, had to just maybe pull up some video. And man, yeah, he seems like a real, I mean, real contemporary, real not like the old school back in the day. Let's just uh, let's just get together and do the electric slide. He's like kind of really bringing a good energy to the table, isn't he? Oh yeah, like I've I took a lot of videos of him, like on the Lido deck, yeah, doing hairy chest competitions and mm-hmm. even the party when you get on the ship. The, the uh, sailway sail, party. Sailway party, yes. And he's what he what makes the cruise memorable. Um, and there was a question and answer uh, 
he did a Q&A in the Liquid Lounge one day, and he did say that he doesn't want to do the Horizon. He actually wants to go back to the Breeze. Really? Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that speaks volumes right there. <laughs> yeah, he says he wants to give other people a chance for the Horizon, and his favorite ship is the Breeze. And I think he'll he'll go back on the Breeze when it comes back to uh, Florida. Okay, where's the Breeze now? Uh, it's in New Orleans. Okay, so it is coming back though. No, sorry, Galveston. Oh, it's in Galveston, and the yes. Vista's going to Galveston. Yes. So okay. they're doing a swap, and the Breeze is going to. Port Canaveral, I believe. So, as far as the comedy, one thing about Carnival is, I feel, and I'm going to say this too, I felt like on my last couple of sailings, it's tailed off a little bit, but I'm not ready to give up on it yet. And I have no idea how involved George Lopez was with booking comedians. Maybe not at all, maybe full completely, but I don't know. Could be coincidence. I feel like the comedy has fell off a little bit since they stopped it stopped it since it became just the punchliner and not george lopez's punchliner but i still feel as though i'll take the stand-up comedy on carnival over the second city or the uh, improv stuff and you know even this last sailing i did on the oasis of the seas they had two comedians that were on the ship the whole time and they were average at best it was mostly you know hacky crowd work and stuff like that and by the day three four you're sick of them anyway you know carnival always did a good job of being kind of i guess they pushed the envelope as far as the content with the comedy in addition to that they always kind of kept it moving by like you know it felt like the first couple of comics from the sailing the way down would be off the ship and then you get a new set on the way back and that kind of kept it fresh but my question to you is did you get a did you get a chance to see any of the stand-up comedy yep i went every night that it was available so i was on an eight night sailing so for the first three nights uh went to the comedy every night and they were fine um you don't miss the george lopez okay aspect of it and i've heard that he really had nothing to do with it like he's never even been on the ship before yeah they just put the name to it yeah that wouldn't surprise me at all you know what i mean they did a lot of that stuff and i noticed a lot of that too like partnerships with with cruise lines and i guess uh you know partnerships with land-based operations or or personalities or stuff like that it seems a little weird because they they seem to kind of come and go pretty quick and i guess that's no different with the george lopez situation but i don't know it just seemed like when i was on the first few sailings of Carnival, when it was George Lopez, the comedians seemed a little bit more racy, a little bit more like uh, pushing the envelope as far as what you know what they would say and what they can get away with. Last couple, I'm talking particularly on the Sunshine and on the Splendor. The last time I went out of Miami, the guy wasn't the guys weren't bad, but it just wasn't the same. And that's probably from what you're saying, it's probably just coincidence. And I'm sure it's probably be back. Uh, back on par with the next sailing i take on carnival they were great they were really funny uh, and they did push the envelope at the 18 and over shows as well like yeah. anything <laughs> how is that so what, are the, what is that room that they're in with the uh stand-up comedy it's pretty much a general purpose theater room that they'll also double as the karaoke kind of lounge and they'll do some other stuff in there as well uh but how is that room it's the limelight lounge yes and uh, it's a fairly big room. Just to add to that, I've heard recently that on the Vista right now they've moved the nightclub to the Limelight Lounge. Really? Out of out of the Liquid Lounge. I think that's a great move. 
Um, but as far as the comedy goes, they they get busy, really busy. And you oh have to yeah, go exactly. Very early to get good seats. Yes, and it felt like in the Limelight Lounge, as compared to all the other kind of that, you know, let's just call it the equivalent room, that stand-up comedy room, and that's the main use of that room typically at night. You know, like I said, karaoke and some other things during the day. But it always seemed like a lot on Carnival cruise ships. It was very, very decor focused it was focused on like you know i was on the miracle and that was all about like an alice in wonderland thing and it was a very like couchy and kind of kitschy and like there was all sorts of they spent so much time on the decor that you they weren't so focused on stuffing as many people as they can in there the limelight lounge from the pictures i looked at it was very very it seems like it had a lot more capacity than most of the other comedy rooms on carnival ships would you agree with that oh yeah and that's um, just probably a uh, a testament to the fact that the carnival stand-up comedy like you just said it sells out fast and they got to get people in there people want to see it it seems the seating wise though they try and stuff as many people as they can in there yeah because uh, i sat a lot of times on these uh chairs in the front and they're like spaceship type chairs and like you can't even move like yeah they try and stuff so many people in there do you see? Do you remember the Splendor, the room in the Splendor, where they had that actual seating that would be in the front, and you couldn't see the stage whatsoever, and they just slapped a monitor on the side of the wall there? Yes, I, I remember <laughs> now. Yeah, that cracked me up. Uh, but yeah, I just remember the stand-up comedy is always a hit. You do have to get there early. You will have to wait on. A, you're gonna have to wait no matter what, because if you get there early and you're first in line, you just that means you got there earlier than everybody. So you're gonna be waiting uh, before the show starts. But uh, I would say that that it's definitely worth it so what about um gum we're a little all over the place here but you know it's fine we didn't plan this interview ladies and gentlemen we me and carlos just got together we hooked up on the phone and we just just decided to do uh shoot the breeze no pun intended about about the uh about the ship now uh guys burger and the blue iguana cantina that's kind of like the same layout normally too they just kind of parallel them on the lido deck kind of across from each other uh yeah they're they're right before you get into um uh, forget the whatever the buffet uh, is right. called there. I don't know what it is about. I know Guy's Burger is fine. Guy's Burger is very good. I love it. But something about that Blue Iguana Cantina, I don't know what they put in that sauce or the chicken. The, bur- the burritos are phenomenal. Did you get a chance to have any of those? I had a breakfast burrito pretty much every morning. Uh-huh. I was just I was disappointed that they weren't they didn't stay open through lunch. It's pretty much just to lunch though, right? I believe so, yes. I had lunch there, I believe, a couple times. Um uh, like a burrito salad and a taco bowl, and it was awesome. Gotcha. Did you get a chance to do uh, Fahrenheit 555 or no? No, no, not on this sailing. Gotcha. Um, but I, I did on the Splendor. Uh, I believe it's called Pinnacle. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, it's three hours long, but it was good food, though. Yeah. I really do kind of believe that Carnival does the best steak at sea as well. Carnival steak is, again, Chops is good, Cagney's is good, but i feel like carnival really nails the steak okay let me ask you about the shows what i saw was that they hired a production company and they don't necessarily do these elaborate type of um you know drawn out shows that are just focused on the actors and the singers and the band i heard it's more interactive with i i, I some more like lighting and more pyrotechnics and stuff like that did you did you notice any of that or no? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing what they did with the Splendor when it went to dry dock last year. Uh-huh. Um, it's all LED screens in the back, and they do do pyrotechnics and all new lighting, yeah. uh, laser lighting, 
Um, some of it's too much, but uh, it's part of the show. Exactly. Probably another way to kind of like simplify as well. That's all done by programming. It's pre-programmed, and they kind of just it's kind of like uh, you know plug and play a little bit more than you know having to rely on uh, human error a lot a lot of times. Correct. Um, all right. So what I wanted to also ask you is about the deck. One of my favorite things about Carnival. One of my things about any cruise is just kind of being outside at night uh, under the stars and. Everybody comes out for the deck party, and everybody because the DJ's going. That's probably one of the more energetic times of the cruise. Did you catch any deck parties out there? No, no, okay. never, never went to any deck parties. Did they have them? Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, any other, any other high? Well, let me ask you this: What, what, uh, po- what um, ports did you visit? Uh, Grand Turk. Okay. Uh, La Romana, uh, Curacao, and Aruba. Oh, so you did a southern run. Yes. Nice. I did uh, Curacao and Aruba as well. Uh, can you just quick, and you want to you want to just throw a highlight out on each one? Um, I mean, Grand Turks Margaritaville, right? <laughs> yeah, it has the big Margaritaville there. Yeah, it's pretty um, much. It's, they shouldn't even call the port Grand Turk. They should just stay Margaritaville. Also, they do have what's that other one they have? It's really cool. It's actually a cool place to go to if you walk down the beach a little bit more. Uh, Jack Shack. Jack Shack, yeah, that's a cool, that's a really cool one too. I do enjoy Jack Shack. Really good jerk chicken at Jack Shack. You may have to wait an hour and forty-five minutes for it, but comes very off the busy. grill. Yeah, very busy, fun place, and it is a walk. That walk, that walk getting there is nice. That walk back to the ship's a little bit rough though, but um, <laughs> for the most part, it's it's Margaritaville. Uh, and then the other ones, uh, La Romana. Uh huh. Um, that port we never got. I. I got off the ship just to go look at the shops and what was down there, but um, I came back on. Um, it didn't that port honestly didn't really interest me. Right, no, um, not not so much going on. There's you pull into this industrial part of uh, of town, and okay. it's I believe for everything that you have to do, you have to take a transportation out of uh, port. Um, that was good. We were going to do a Dreams Resort that's there, but we never ended up doing it. We just stayed on the ship and uh, Serenity Deck all day. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, any anybody who's into cruising as much as uh, Carlos and I is, probably knows that if you port, whatever port you're going into, if you're kind of eh about it, then you know what? Take that great opportunity to stay on an empty ship and enjoy everything the ship has to offer without the crowds, right? Correct. Like that's when I did all the water slides, um, and you have time to roam around, go check everything out with less people. Right. No, hundred percent. And then, uh, all right. So getting down to what was it next? Curacao. Curacao. Yep. Um, we were there all day. Uh, I believe we docked maybe ten o'clock in the morning and didn't leave till ten at night. Really? Uh, yes. That's you're there for a long time, and okay. it's great to do an excursion if you have something planned. Yeah, it's a very European type setting. Yeah, um, they're uh, run by the Netherlands, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, no, I loved it too. You know, it's crazy. I you take that that moving bridge, right? Yep. Yep. The, the moving bridge, and then you walk into that little downtown area. That's really all I did. We didn't. We weren't there for twelve hours, but uh, I didn't get so into the city. I didn't do an excursion, but I had a really nice time. I really enjoyed walking around that downtown area it's a very very large kind of downtown area of just stockpiled with places more than willing and glad to separate you from your money right (laughs) yes yes it's all cobblestone uh, walkways and roads 
Um, there was another ship there as well. Uh-huh. We just walked around, uh, grabbed a couple of drinks, and did some shopping and went back to the ship. Yeah. And then, I guess, I don't know, the next one, Aruba. Aruba. I, I don't know. Aruba is interesting to me because more than most Caribbean islands, people who love Aruba love them some Aruba. I mean, people who go there on land-based vacations, I'm trying to get I'm working on um, – I'm working on getting a guy who's just kind of to do a port profile on Aruba because there's certain people that more than most Caribbean islands, Aruba just garners so much loyalty from people, repeat guests. They love Aruba. What did you think of Aruba? Um, it was the best port out of all four of uh, out of four of them. Yeah. Uh, just the people, the the weather, the beach. Yeah. Um, it's all beautiful. That's one of those uh, claim to fames of those islands is that the uh, they're out of the hurricane belt, so they don't ever really get in danger of getting hurricanes. And there's a really, really, for whatever reason, it's if 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 it makes sense, it's a it's a tropical island that's almost like a desert. It's very dry, and there's plenty of plenty of trade winds. It's the breeze is beautiful as well, right? Yes, um, and it was relatively uh, priced to do anything. Uh, just hop, we just hopped on a bus and went down to uh, Palm Beach and spent the day there. Yeah, beautiful. Palm Beach is the most developed area there, right? There's probably the most, uh, I guess, I guess hotels and uh, resorts, right? Correct. Yeah. And we we went to the we went and used the beach at the Hilton. Yeah. And it was awesome. Nice, nice. All right, so getting back to the Vista, anything else that, you know, if you if to, for the listeners who are thinking about sailing on Vista, um, you know, maybe me asking for a friend type thing, uh, I, I want to know too. Uh, anything you should know, what would you say about people who are considering to sail on the Vista? What should they know? Should they, good, bad, and different? I wouldn't say nothing bad about it. Um, it's good to try it out. I believe the Horizon will be a little bit different than the Vista. Okay. I did hear that they're going to change some stuff. Not sure what what it is. So they're Hopefully adding. They started with things. that uh, the the nightclub slash main theater thing, right? Yes. Overall, it was uh, it was a great ship, and we went more for the itinerary for eight days down to the Southern Caribbean. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I I, I love that run too. I did that. What we what did we do? We did. Uh, okay, I think it was a three. Yeah, three. It was just Grand Turk. We didn't have the extra one. We had Grand Turk, and then it was right into Curacao and Aruba. But it's an interesting run. It was a, it was a little choppy getting down to the getting down that far south. How was the uh, how were the how were the seas for you? Um, they were fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went in January, and the seas were great. What uh what's next? Where's Carlos going next? Nothing booked right now. We do have uh, a Royal Car- uh, Caribbean uh, cruise semi booked for next year. Uh, not sure what I'm going to do with that cruise yet. I'd rather like to stay with Carnival. Yeah. Just for entertainment aspect of uh, of it. Anything in the casino? You play it all or no? No, no. no smart, no, smart no. man, smart man. Stay away from that thing. <laughs> they did have uh, last week. They did have uh, the fire. St- uh, the fire uh, system went off in there. Really? Something happened. There's a lot of smoke, I guess, and the fire system went off. Jeez. And just flooding the the casino. You know, I heard somebody say. Uh, I forgot where I heard it, but I heard somebody say that one of the cruise lines, again, I'm fountain of information here, being as vague as I am. Uh, I heard somebody say, and I thought this was a great, great, great idea. Turn the casino 
into every other night smoking versus not smoking uh, yeah um i don't i don't smoke but when you do walk in the casino you do smell it yeah no um, me neither but it's like okay you if you you got you got if you're a non-smoker like we are you could choose you could pick and choose you could either in the beginning of the cruise you can go you know what i'm no smoking tonight i can't wait and you know what if on that six, seven, oh, six, seventh or eighth night, if it happens to be a smoker's night and you're really kind of feeling like you want to go, you know what? You can still go, but it gives you the option. It gives it. It gives you the option. It doesn't mean you can't go when it's, it just means you got to deal with a little smoke. But you know, if more, if if you know there's going to be three nights that there's non-smoking, I know that I'd probably be picking those three nights to go into the casino. Yep. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Carlos. Carlos, I really, really appreciate the information. I really appreciate you coming on the show and all the information that you send me also as well. Very, very helpful. And I uh, got a uh, show that we're going to put out tomorrow night. We'll put this. We'll put this interview on there as well. And uh, we'll definitely be using some of the stuff that you sent me. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Carlos. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot, man. And we will talk to you again soon. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. All right, one final time, a big thank you to Carlos for coming on the show. Carlos had some great information there. He also Facebook messaged me a bunch of pictures that he had and some videos that he had on his uh, last couple of sailings to support some of the things you just heard in that interview. But, uh, yeah, I'll be posting them on the Instagram once again. That is Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you have any questions or comments. A lot of stuff coming in lately. I'm really, really appreciative of all the you know, congratulations, the encouragement, but also the mail, the questions and everything like, you know, the inquiries that you have on certain ships, on certain ports. I will not, not ignore any of those. It may take a couple of days, but I'll get to every single one of them. So keep them coming in. Always be booked on Facebook. Always be booked on YouTube. Always be booked on Instagram. And please subscribe, rate, comment, and share the show. We will talk to you soon, guys. This is Saturday, so we're putting this out now. I'm planning on doing a full show tomorrow with a lot of cruise news and a port profile. Thanks again for listening. We will talk to you soon. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away.